Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. Today, I am very grateful to be speaking to you from the traditional, unceded, and ancestral territories of the Tecumloops to Shequetmec people within Shequetmecoulou. I recognize my privilege in this place as an uninvited guest, and am very grateful that I get to live, work, and play on these lands. In the early days of this podcast, I released an episode called Market Yourself for Job Search Success. It was episode four to be exact, and it came with a handy worksheet, or it still does, that helps you figure out how to market yourself as a viable candidate for an HR role. The advice I share is to market yourself as if you were a product. Know what you offer, who might be interested, and then be prepared to speak about the value of your product to the target audience. I know many of you took that advice and found success, but I also know that many new graduates and students struggled with the promotion of their product. Some of you didn't know what to say, how to say it, or which aspects of your product you should be emphasizing. Many of you also struggle with this when you're in networking situations, but it also applies to job interviews and informational interviews, anywhere you have to talk about yourself. You might feel okay introducing yourself, saying your name, and probably saying what your job title is, but then you draw a blank and you face an awful silence and potentially awkward moment when you don't know what to say next. Speaking to people you don't know well and promoting yourself might be your equivalent of the worst form of punishment. I know I have felt that way on many occasions, but over the years, I've learned that a lot of that pain comes from the thoughts I tell myself and a lack of preparation. And to be honest, it is one of the best ways to find that first HR role or to level up your career to a new opportunity. So it is important to get better at speaking with ease, because otherwise you're probably going to be held back from certain opportunities. Building your personal and professional network is a critical component of a successful career. So embracing the skills and tools that make it easier earlier on in your career will help you get better over time. And it's really going to boost your confidence. So today I'm going to share some tips to help you get over that awkward moment and learn to promote yourself and speak with ease. And if you really feel like you struggle with talking about yourself or to people you don't know and want a bit more guidance and support, I want you to consider taking my HR Career Accelerator program going to launch in mid-July, and it will build on some of the tips I'm sharing today and give you specific processes and resources as well as support to implement them. This is going to include a support group to get feedback on your preparation and some more direct coaching from me. If you don't want to miss out, make sure that you're a newsletter subscriber. Use the link in the show notes wherever you're listening or head over to my website, www.unicorngroup.ca and click on the newsletter button on my homepage. As a newsletter subscriber, you're going to get the first chance to register and of course, an amazing discount. All right, 
I know your time is precious and you may even have an event to attend tonight. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Look, my friend, one of the best things about 2022 is that we are easing our way out of the pandemic and all that social isolation. The bad news about 2022, for some people, is that we are easing our way out of the pandemic and are now expected to socialize face-to-face. I know for some of you, these changes are met with mixed emotions. As a shy extrovert, I hear you. Yes, I like being around people, but I like being around my people. I tend to be very shy, so social settings where I don't know people or many people can make me feel really uneasy. That said, over the course of my career, I have learned that this is a necessary part of success and that it does get easier with practice and preparation. Now, if you are an outgoing extrovert who loves making small talk and can strike up a conversation with anyone while making eye contact and exuding confidence, you probably don't need this episode. Of course, you can still listen. That said, if you are someone who already speaks with ease, but you hit play anyway, think of your most shy friend or colleague and make sure you send them the link to listen. Now, there are two parts to speaking with ease that I want to share with you, and each part has a set of tips and suggestions to help you feel more comfortable. The first part is what you say, and the second part is how you say it. So let's talk about what you say first. One of the most important things I repeat on this podcast is the need for preparation. Prepare for your job search by knowing who you are and what you want. I talked about this two weeks ago in episode 52 when I explained why job targets are so important and how to figure out what yours is. I also talk about how important it is to prepare for your job search and of course how to prepare for the interview. In fact, when I think about it, if you played a drinking game with my podcast and had people drink every time I said prepare, I bet you would get pretty tipsy on season one alone. Not that I am suggesting you drink and listen or play drinking games at all, but it's probably true. In any case, when it comes to talking about yourself with ease, preparation is equally important. If you plan on going to an important networking event, such as a career fair or an association event, or you're going to an informational interview, and you haven't thought about how you will introduce yourself to potential employers, mentors, and colleagues, then you're taking a huge risk, in my opinion. Yes, we all know someone who is great at winging it in social situations, but just because someone talks a lot doesn't mean they talk with purpose. And if you're still listening to this, I'm guessing that's not you. So hear me out on this. In order to really come across as professional, confident, and ready for an opportunity, preparing an elevator pitch is a great starting point. What's an elevator pitch, you ask? Well, this is a very short verbal statement about who you are that can give someone an idea of what you're all about in approximately 10 to 20 seconds. 
You can use an elevator pitch to introduce yourself and explain what you do at a networking event. It can be used to help answer the tell me about yourself question during a job interview. And it can be used in an informational interview when the person you're interviewing says, so why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are? And finally, a version of it can be used to write an introductory email to someone you would like to connect with, either for networking or an informational interview. It has a lot of uses, so it's worthwhile to create one now. As you prepare your elevator pitch, keep in mind these four elements that I believe are important to include. First, you want to explain what your value proposition is. What do you offer someone or a potential employer? What's your unique selling point? Where are you now in your career? You should explain this. What are you currently doing as it relates to your career? Explain where you've been in terms of your life, your career, your education. Where were you before you came to this place? And then finally, explain where you're headed and what your target is. Chances are if you're at a networking event or you're engaging in informational interviews, you have a goal of obtaining a new role or your first HR job. So it's important to be clear about that. Now, if you're not sure about some of these, I encourage you to listen to last week's episode about targets, as well as episode 41, prepare for your HR job search for some insight. Those episodes will walk you through some steps to help you figure out what your value proposition is and what are some of your strengths and accomplishments. Now, once you've identified and written out those four statements, you can put them together in a script that you could say when you meet someone. I'm going to give you an example of mine just to illustrate. And this is one that I've created for the HRCA program um, to illustrate how this all comes together. So I would say something like this. I'm an HR educator who teaches human resource management at TRU in the School of Business and Economics. I also have a small HR education company that offers career coaching and online courses to help emerging HR professionals develop their careers. I spent over 20 years in corporate HR roles, ranging from managing workforce planning and development and talent management functions. But my passion has always been to make an impact through teaching. So after my last corporate role, I started my consulting practice and through some serendipitous events, I landed a full-time professor role at TRU. I'm really passionate about helping new HR grads succeed and have fulfilling HR careers. So my future plans are to build out more online education programs to support their growth and development and to incorporate more experiential learning opportunities in my classes. Notice that I used persuasive language in my script. I used words like passion, impact, serendipitous, succeed. These are words that capture people's attention and they have a positive association from a career standpoint. You'll also notice that some of the things I talked about have invited people to ask questions or to relate them to what they're doing. I talked about what I was passionate about. I talked about some of the things I'm developing. So if there's an interest there for somebody to engage with me on one of those, they'll speak up and say it then. 
Now, you would normally use this elevator pitch once someone has asked you to tell them about yourself or asked you what you do, which is a natural question at a networking event. In fact, it's probably the most common question people ask. And of course, don't hesitate to ask it yourself. It's pretty normal. But once you've said your name and asked the other person for theirs and the handshaking is done, you should be prepared to explain who you are and what you're all about. A great follow-up after you've shared your elevator pitch is to ask the person to share a little bit about themselves with you and ask a few interesting probing questions. For example, if they say, oh, I was born in XYZ country, and that's not the country you're in, ask them what it was like to live there and what brought them to that place or the place you're in. Or if they say they recently started a new role in a new company, ask them what they love the most about their new role. You want to try and sound like you're having natural conversation, not an interrogation, but ask a few probing questions and keep the conversation going. This is going to help you get to know the person and it will open more avenues for conversation. One thing I suggest is that you prepare a few questions in advance of the event, just like you would for an informational interview, so that you're not stumbling to think of things as you meet people. You only need a handful that you can repeat with different people to keep the conversation going. Now, when you're on the answering side of questions, you should also be prepared. Go back to your own elevator pitch and think about what parts of it might generate questions from someone. Write those down and then answer those questions for yourself. For example, in my pitch, I said that I develop online courses to help HR practitioners develop their careers. A natural question might be which courses I offer and what's the most important advice I give people. Or someone might ask me about my move from corporate HR to teaching and why I did that. Pretend you're meeting yourself for the first time. What would you ask you? Don't downplay it either. I know what you're thinking right now. You're probably saying, oh, no one would ask me anything. I'm so boring. No, I'm not reading your mind. I just know how I thought when I was in your shoes. Your story is uniquely yours. And even though it may seem ordinary or boring to you, it's probably interesting to someone else. Now, it's also a good idea to avoid making self-deprecating comments when you're talking to someone in this type of setting. Putting yourself down says to the person that you lack confidence. And people like to be around and especially work with people who have confidence. So even if you aren't, there are things you can do to appear more confident and build your confidence over time. Now, humor is always nice for breaking the ice, but be careful with it. According to Jeffrey Pfeiffer, author of Power and a Stanford professor, also an expert on how to build power, You should only use humor if you have established your competence. So if you're an emerging HR practitioner, chances are you haven't yet. So unless you know the person really well and you're making a joke about the weather, play it really safe. Another tip on how you speak when you talk about yourself or engage in small talk with someone that you made your pitch to is to pause when you need to collect your thoughts or for emphasis. Speaking quickly is a sign of nerves and discomfort, and it can also make it hard for you to be understood. Make eye contact with the person you're speaking to and speak like you two have all the time in the world to converse. 
If someone asks you a question and you want to think about the answer, take a moment. Pause. It can be awkward for a second or two, but it shows that you're thoughtful and calm and it often results in a better response from you. Just blurting out answers without any thought can sometimes lead to inappropriate statements or comments that you wish you could retract. Finally, make sure you listen so you can be prepared to respond to someone. If there's a keynote speaker at the event you're at, listen to what they say. Don't daydream about who you're going to meet when they finish talking. Take a few notes, and when you are talking to other people, ask them what they liked about what the person said. Or you could offer what you liked or found interesting, and then ask them what they felt about it. When someone shares some information about themselves, pay attention to what they're saying so you can comment on it or ask a probing question. I know when we're nervous, our minds race around to the next question, but if you relax and connect with the person, the questions will come to you naturally. Okay, so we've covered what to say. Now let's talk about how to say it, or rather, how you should show up physically. One of the best pieces of advice I got from Jack Canfield was act as if. It was actually a whole evening at his workshop where we showed up to the dinner as the future version of ourselves. So everybody showed up to dinner in outfits that represented a future version of themselves. And it helps you visualize where you'll be once you reach your goal. Now, when you're a new graduate or in your first HR role, it's sometimes hard to make the transition from student to professional. But if you want people to take you seriously and hire you, this is a great opportunity to act as if. Yes, how you appear is important. Dressing professionally, making sure you're groomed properly, etc. All of that's important. But showing up in the room like you belong there is also important. If you've been invited to a networking event, or you belong to the association, or you've been granted the informational interview, you belong there. Let me repeat that. You belong there. So take up space and act like you belong there. Sit at a table with a bunch of people you don't know. Go up for seconds if you want them and if it's time. Thank the presenter for their presentation, even if they're famous or important. That is what confident people who belong do. Don't shy away to the sides of the room and hover with your one former classmate who won't leave your side. Make a deal with them that whoever meets the most people gets a free ice cream after the event. Something like that. I've been to so many events where either I have shied away from taking up space or I've seen younger, less experienced colleagues fail to take up space. And you know what? No one approaches them because they look scared and uncomfortable. So if you're going to go, look and act the part and like you belong, because you do. Another way to make yourself approachable and make you feel a better about where you're at is to smile and make eye contact. I know eye contact can mean different things culturally, so you have to judge if that's right for you. But in North America, this is often expected. But what it also does is it draws people towards you. Smiling invites people in, it makes them want to talk to you, and when you smile, you feel more confident. And eye contact lets them know you're listening 
and interested in what they're saying. When you're engaging in conversation with people, some other tips to keep people engaged with you is to try and keep fidgeting and hand motions to a minimum. I know, this is hard for me too. I'm a hand talker and a pacer, so when I get talking about something, I want to move. But this can be super distracting for people. This is where eye contact can also help because it grounds you in a single steady space. If you're flipping your head around, checking out the room while you're talking to someone, they're going to think you aren't interested in them. And they would probably be right. Try to ground yourself in this conversation and know that you can always move on to the next one when it concludes. Oh yeah, how do you conclude the conversation? Well, when you feel like everything you can ask has been asked and everything you can share has been shared, offer your business card, ask for theirs. And if you feel there is a chance to follow up, maybe to book a coffee or connect through social media, Offer that up and then do it. Tell them it was really nice to meet them and wish them a pleasant day, evening, weekend, whatever fits with the situation. If you can tie in something personal, that always leaves a nice impression. Melanie, it was so great to talk to you. I hope you have a wonderful trip to Vancouver this weekend. See, short, sweet, personal, and polite. There's a good tagline for this episode. Okay. On the topic of goodbyes, let's wrap this one up. One final tip I want to leave you with is that this is only going to become easy and natural for you if you practice. So prepare your elevator pitch and questions and then take as many opportunities as you can to speak up or speak about yourself. Book some informational interviews and check out episode eight, the importance of making connections for some advice. Go to events networking, community, or otherwise. Anywhere you feel you can meet some new people and practice talking about yourself. You never know where and when you might meet your next boss, your next coworker, or your next friend. Now, as I said at the beginning, if you want some more personal attention with marketing yourself or talking with ease, get the newsletter subscription and join the HRCA program in July. You're going to get six modules of amazing content that you can work through at your own pace with support from people just like you, as well as yours truly. I'll take you through the whole process from being a job seeker to getting that job offer. And of course, as a loyal listener, you're going to get an amazing discount. And if you're a member of the HR Mentor Fan Club, you'll also get a further discount on your registration. If you're not a member, sign up today. The Fan Club is a virtual space where you can get access to special bonus episodes of the podcast, resources, and free downloads, as well as a chance to access special discounts on future programs like the HR Career Accelerator. If you join today, you'll get instant access to my decision-making tool to help you say no to activities that are not aligned with your values and goals, and a whole lot more. You'll also find bonus episodes, including my latest, where I outline my Courageous Conversations model that helps you better communicate with anyone, especially when you have tough feedback to share. You can find the link in the show notes for this episode at www.thehrmentor.podbean.com, as well as a link to the related episodes that I mentioned. 
And you can also sign up for the fan club membership and the newsletter using the show notes. If you go to my website, www.unicorngroup.ca, you can also learn more about the HR Mentor Fan Club and find out everything you need to know to see if it's right for you. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, click the button wherever you're listening and send me your questions or a little bit of love with a message on LinkedIn or through a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I just might read it on a future episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. Your time is greatly appreciated. Take care. Bye for now.